This is Papa Crap, episode 112. and I got to use my grill today. That's always a good day when that happens. That's nice. I'm Scott and I'm jealous. That's awesome. <laughs> it was a lovely day out there. It was a it good really day for grilling. Was. Well, I had to walk around the corner to get the car to bring it back and in that walk I got hit with somebody's barbecue exhaust and oh. I just had that moment of, oh, it was spring. So I know it's coming. Yeah, it I is. It. I know it's full spring. It's not the real spring yet, but... Mm. She's coming. Right. It's the one where we just get used to it and then get about a snow again. And then then clear sailing from there, my friend. Yeah. it's. I'm, I'm not taking the shovels off the porch yet, goddammit. Don't you dare. Because that, <laughs> uh, that would ruin it for all of us. Absolutely. So uh, in uh, trying to uh, avoid uh, said uh, impending snow, uh, what have you been watching? <laughs> oh, sorry. Wait. Um, Pause for this uh, this Graham moment. Right. Oh, he does love those. Yeah, I know. I know. I gotta make sure I gotta gotta play to my peeps. <laughs> um, what have I been watching? Uh, a lot of a lot. I'm I'm really going down this rerun rabbit hole. I've I'm digging my way out of uh, Murder She Wrote yeah. at an interesting point where I'm at uh, 80 wins and 60 losses. As uh, I've round out the sixth season. Hey, you're you're winning. You know, you're, I'm winning. You're, you're above five hundred. Yeah. The sixth season has been a goddamn shit show. It's just uh, an an unending parade of backdoor pilots and whatever we thought we could do to give Angela Lansbury the week off so that she'd come back again and be on our show next season. And you know, <laughs> I've got like two, three different spots where it's just NA because it was never actually a mystery, so I don't understand why the hell it was there. And yeah, um, it I, all I know is if you're watching an episode and it begins with Angela Lansbury turning to look into the camera and say, "Oh, hello there," you should just move the fuck on. Oh, no, <laughs> they are all about to waste your time. So that's been <laughs> rough, but I'm trying to dig that out, and it's I'm I'm riding that back end of the 60 days it falls off the PVR. Wave, so I'm yeah. watching stuff from January, and I'm just I'm staying a day and two days ahead of when I'm not going to be able to watch it no. on the app. So it's a it's a struggle. You're you're making it into an adventure, sir. It really is. there's a lot of pressure because yeah. you know it's it's got to it's got to get done, and the clock's ticking, and move move. Those episodes uh, are not going to watch themselves. No, they're not. And at Quantum Leap, I'm in the last season. Yeah, uh, it's. Uh, Oh, I I really forgotten how much season five was a great big Forrest Gumpian adventure in time where yeah. we just had to really uh, kiss every historical moment. He's, you know, he's driving Marilyn Monroe around right now. I think uh, I'm a few episodes away from him jumping into Elvis. Um, it's it's really it's really odd to watch all these. Um, you know, it's the season that started with the uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah. Leap, yeah. so weird stuff. But I, all I remembered from that season were the uh, 
the evil leaper episodes sure, yeah and that 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 trinity or trilogy one where he he jumped into a character in the same woman's life at three different yeah. points in her yeah. life um and so it's uh it's 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 going to be interesting uh, yeah, but you know, I, i'm have, down to the last few there that is um that season in particular is is great memories for me because uh a good friend of mine in university, he and I made, we made a quantum leap event television for us. And, um, and so every, every week we'd, uh, we'd meet up, we'd kind of alternate whose house we went to and we'd, uh, we'd cook up some food and we would, uh, we would get some drinks going and um, it was event television for us every, uh, every week. And, oh yeah, uh, uh, and and that 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 Trinity se- uh, uh, section in particular was just absolutely delightful. Yeah, I the Evil Leaper was the one I loved. Yeah, well, that, same, I same because because idea. they were creating some mythology. You know, yes. so much yep. of the show was was all one and done stuff, and there yeah. was very little story carried on because we never really saw. Well, I mean, we rarely saw had glimpses of what was happening outside the room, right? And so, and in not having that, we um, we we weren't getting a lot of continuity built up, and um, yeah. and that was intentional. Yeah, uh, they were well, uh, and and it was also, I mean, it was a cornerstone of the show that his memory was kind of Swiss cheese, and part of that was, I think, that he was forgetting the previous lives he's held between lives. He retained sure. some of them, but I don't think he retained all of them. But and they were, seemed to... Yeah, I mean, and it, but this was an age of, of syndication. You know, you got to remember, uh, uh, you know, at the time, there wasn't a lot of, uh, you know, they, they were, you know, you had... Um, Continuity didn't have value. <laughs> it didn't, it didn't. And a lot yeah. of, uh, you know, the, uh, not a lot of shows were doing much with it. You know, you, the Star Treks did bits with it, but, you know, even then, you could watch some episodes out of order and would not, and would never yeah. get and, no, it's, uh, it's true. So once they started building that, it's like yes, they're starting to build some mythology that actually shows up in story, mm-hmm. and uh, as opposed to uh, to a phrase that you know, a, a sort of a a one off uh, remark that Al makes, and uh, yeah, no, that stuff was amazing, and that was, uh, you know, for me that was like wow, the show was really becoming something bigger than what it had been and then it was over <laughs> yeah that's the, the heartbreaking part that will teach i'd say my favorite part of the fifth season is that they did the theme song shift and god damn it do i love that remix of the theme song yes that 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 french horn or whatever the hell it is that carries the the melody that yeah. still makes my hair stand up on edge <laughs> it's yeah, it's so great. good um and uh, beyond that I'm, I'm i'm picking my way through the office um, I got my my office reruns. I got my mom reruns. I Excellent. tripped over now a bunch of Law and Order SVUs from an era I hadn't seen. So, oh, wow. I I don't know. I, I don't even know what year it is anymore based on my television watching. It's well, the... but it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, this is the thing. You mentioned this last week about the oh my gosh, we're 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 not cutting edge because we're talking about shows <laughs> that were on 10, 15 years ago, and it's like. That's what everyone's watching. <laughs> yeah, you know there yeah. well, there is a whole new generation that is uh, that is you know now watching like Friends for the first time or watching The yeah. Office for the first time, and uh, so you know what's old is new again. Yeah, I think uh, I, I I I've always thought that there's some value in in 
putting it in, putting our conversations in the more uh, classic and and reruns eras of stuff because it prevents that problem where everybody has to have seen everything that we're talking about in order to get through an episode or they're yeah. sitting there trying to skip their way through stuff so we're talking about episodes they haven't seen yet so I'm 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 surprised at myself for as much as I'm watching but I, on a deeper level I don't really mind so much yeah, but, exactly yeah that's that's, that's what's going on with me I've, I've in it in a in a in a in a packed in a world with a packed PBR of current content I'm focusing more on all of the reruns I'm recording every day and trying to get through. And I'm, I'm now I'm getting a backlog of current television that I'm yeah, not going to get to until May. There's not much. And most of it is, you know, it's okay. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, I'm really starting to realize that a lot of the current stuff I'm watching, I'm just watching because it's new and I'm, you know, it's not necessarily blowing me away. Yeah. I used to do that thing where I watch, where I, I, you know, tried to watch absolutely everything, you know, mm -hmm. at least one or two episodes. And now I, I don't even do that. And, uh, cool. and, and I, um, you know, and cause I found, you know, it's like, oh, so, you know, these dozen shows that I'm watching just because I started watching them and, and now have to continue enough. And, uh, so I'm, I'm dumping a lot of that stuff and, um, you know, the kid and I are still watching the first. Uh, we just finished the first season of of nine one one, and uh, this weekend we're gonna start the second season. And, oh, nice! Because uh, she didn't come into it until sort of the last couple of episodes of season three. So, mm -hmm. uh, so that's kind of fun. And in the interest of finding shows for Jan that aren't too heavy. Mm hmm. You know, work's been stressful for her, so, uh, so I'm, you know, we've been doing our community rewatch, but we don't want to pile through all of it too quickly. So we need other shows to, uh, to you know, spread it out a little bit. So we also um, started on uh, My Name is Earl. Oh, nice. Which, uh, which I, I quite loved, and, uh, and so that's been fun to sort of get back to again. Um, White collar because you know it's got the whole heist angle to it, uh -huh. and uh, so we've we're we're uh, sort of midway through the first season of that, and um, I continue my uh, Bones and um, uh, Cougar Town rewatches. <laughs> and, right uh, and, so you know, welcome to reruns with Paul and Scott. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you you know you're all watching it too, and. Um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, don't, Will, don't tell us you're watching new stuff. It's not happening. <laughs> uh, you know, and, uh, and so, yeah, so with, uh, with Cougar Town, we've recently seen the, uh, the death of Big Joe. And uh, now she's on to Big Carl. Oh, right. Right, right. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. And, um, and, um, you know, there's little things that I love where, where, where like, they introduce a, a one-off character gag and then they make it a permanent uh, um, character trait. Like, uh, like they had this, uh, you know, flag football game uh, with Travis at, uh, at um, college where he's saying about how he, uh, you know, he doesn't... Uh, you know he doesn't get to to play ball too much and uh, and they and uh, Bobby says that's because you make that uh, high pitched sound whenever you throw something and they <laughs> they later show them playing and every time he throws the ball he goes ah. <laughs> 
So then, like, three or four episodes later, uh, someone asks him to pass his key, pass their keys, and Travis picks them up and tosses it to him, and as he tosses it, he goes, ah! <laughs> and they don't mention it. And it's like, I love that shit. I love... That, that show was great for callbacks and continuity. Oh, totally. Yeah. And the, uh, the other one that was good for that was uh, Happy Endings. Yes. They oh, they did they did reverse callbacks. They had they did a a thing where like there was an episode where every year the the big sign of spring was that uh, Brad and uh, oh what was her name anyway the the husband and wife yeah pair of the six of them had a fight every spring right. and it was like the the spring smackdown or something like yes, that and to right. the point where they they made shirts for it every year <laughs> and. Two episodes before they introduced the Spring Smackdown, one of them was wearing a shirt from a previous year's Spring Smackdown, but it had no context. And the only reason I caught it was because I accidentally watched the episodes in the wrong order. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so I watched the one and I went, oh, crap. And I went back and watched the other one and realized that they were wearing a shirt about a concept from previous year that they hadn't introduced yet. That's and I was fantastic. like, that is yeah. deep. I love that. That and that, Yeah, and, and, and that – and. Man, Cougar Town is just is just rife with oh, yeah. that stuff, and so uh, so I'm a, I, I'm on in the midst of uh, season two, episode seventeen, and and yeah, so uh, so there hmm. is all of that, and um, at that, and I I bought myself Idiocracy yesterday. <laughs> it was it was on uh, on iTunes cheap, and it doesn't stream anywhere yet, so. Uh, uh. Um, because I think they're afraid of this, of creating the singularity. Um, <laughs> because of course it said it would be 500 years before the world was that stupid. And then people decided, ah, how about 12? <laughs> Hold my beer. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to exactly. make this satire a documentary. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to getting into that, but yeah. So we've been watching a lot of, you know, just kind of lighter fare and, um, you know, and stuff that's gonna gonna make her laugh, uh, and uh, and also like we you know we 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 love the uh, the uh, sort of high stuff, but it's not terribly high stakes in uh, mm-hmm. white collar, so that's working out well as well. Have you ever done Leverage? It was a TNT not. series. Right? I know. Five I, yeah, seasons. I know the one you mean. Uh, how many seasons? I believe five. Was it that many? Really? It it had a good long run, and. Um, Every week it was it was a heist, right? It's it's the the bad guys go Robin Hood, and uh, it was the A Team meets Ocean's Eleven, and there was always you'd love it because yeah, there's absolutely. always a heist and another layer to it, and there's always a point at which they got to play back what happened that you didn't see happening, and um, they have some fun with some guest casts as they get going along. People start to really get into it. Yeah, yeah. No, you know and, what? You're uh, right. That is one we need to add because, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't even know if that's streaming anywhere accessible it's, it's, or not. But uh, well, wait, we'll see. Um, it it says it's on the Prime Video, but but what I often find <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yeah, what I often find is you you get there to watch it, and it's like all you have to do is sign up for this other thing, right? Um, to which I generally say, a hell a no. It says watch with Prime. Start your thirty yeah, no, day free trial now. So it yeah, looks no, like it's, it's really uh, there. It and it's yeah, it's legit. It's showing me the first episode right there. So uh, there you go. There we go. It well is done. now in my list. Outstanding. Enjoy, you, sir. sir. 
Yes. I, if, if you guys like heists, I think well, we, you'll we I think do. you'll we like it. It was yeah. it was very much kind of it had the the spirit of the the show that you'd watch every Friday night when you were like thirteen. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but if you just go into it with like, oh, this will be fun, and let's check out the casting, well, and, and it's you know it's Lindsay from Angel is yeah, running around and, in and, it. and right here it says uh, it says related, and the first thing it lists is white collar, and uh, so it's <laughs> like yeah, we're we're down, we're down. Excellent. Yeah, I never did get around to watching it, and um, well, now I will correct that. I am very excited to hear from you when you get to some of the casts, uh, guest casts that show up. I think that'll be that'll be awesome. And they they've got uh, uh, Lindsay from Angel playing. He's basically playing Wolverine of their team, (laughs) which is just really funny. Seems about right. Yeah. 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 Nice. And uh, it's a nice mix of you know comedy and and you know action of the week thing and they have some budget for some stunts and they have some stuff where it's like oh look you tried <laughs> but it's uh it's still fun so yeah I, I look forward to hearing back from you in future weeks when Out. we play future rounds of what are you watching indeed indeed you know and uh earlier today um i was uh listening to uh conan o'brien's podcast his uh, uh conan Ooh. o'brien needs a friend and uh, in this episode, he had uh, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey in. Uh, of course, they were talking a, b- a bit about their their podcast, which is The Office Ladies, um, mm-hmm. and uh, is a fantastic addendum to any Office rewatch, by the way. Ah. Um, uh, you know, I know, like, uh, Brian Baumgartner is apparently starting one as well. And, uh, but, uh, but theirs is, uh, you know, they're, they're already in a, a, a couple of seasons already. And, um, so they talk a lot about like, so, uh, here's, you know, here's what, what was basically going on when we, when we made this episode, you know, and here's some do they go kind of episode stuff. by episode. Yes, they do. Oh, and they have they'll have different uh, ca- uh, other cast members come in with them. And the way they the way they explain it is is the idea is it's it's like you're going out for a cup of coffee with them and they're going to talk about one of the shows and they're going to tell you all about it. And uh, oh, that's like, excellent. You know, you're like uh, you're like, hey, I watched this show and I watched this episode and uh, it's like, oh, yeah, well, when we were doing that and then it's like, oh, but we're not sure about one thing. Thing. you know what let's let's call creed and uh see what he says <laughs> and uh, uh you know or let's call ed helms and see what he says about it and that sort of thing and um uh so it, it, you know their their show's a great listen but but so they're talking about this and um and conan was talking about how his kids are really into the office right now you know mm-hmm. they're they're watching it and um and uh you know and they he says they couldn't care less what i do uh, he says, but I got to tell them about the time that I crashed through the, the ceiling of, of uh, the, the Dunder Mifflin right. office. The, the Emmy's opening Exactly. Sketch. And so yeah. he, he said that he went to uh, spend the day with them there. And um, one of the things is that basically like that show was in a, um, an industrial park in Los Angeles. And, mm-hmm. um, and it kind of had to be a complete complete industrial park because then you can't see any palm trees outside um that's proving <laughs> that it's not from um uh that, it, that it's not taking place in scranton and um and so they they found this uh this um 
uh, industrial park, and you know, there's like a crematorium across from it. I'm I, I'm supposing there's a couple of places that, that Giuliani would hold press conferences <laughs> from, and um, and they talked about you know how there was. Um, you know, this one place that, like, there was a junkyard, and they had, like, a, you know, a literal junkyard dog out there, and it used to scare the hell out of them. In fact, to the point where they ended up referencing it in an ad lib in one of the episodes about, <laughs> um, you know, why they were late coming back from lunch because there was a, a, a junkyard dog uh, um, that scared them. And um, anyway, so they're talking about this, and one of the things they're saying is that basically, yeah, it was, you know, just... Uh, a regular office setup, and the reason that Angela and uh, and, uh, and and Jenna became such good friends is because they were just kind of over the little wall from each other, and mm-hmm. so it, you know when they were doing setups, Angela would come over and uh, um, and she would you know grab a, a water bottle or something, and they they would chat for a bit, and um, and and that's really how they became friends over the years, and you know just like working in an office, and. Um, and the other funny thing was whenever they would have guest actors come in uh, for the show, they would always come in to the, to the building and they would start there. And she was always the one who would kind of by default greet them uh, because <laughs> that's where she was sitting. And so it was like she was the actual receptionist. And they said right. to the point where like, you know, they, they, would, uh, they would wait there and then they would like leave their water bottle there and she would end up having to clean it up. And <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and I thought this was the perfect thing for me to listen to because as we discussed the other day, we're going to talk about different uh, TV show sets and, mm-hmm. uh, and all of the little kind of neat uh, trivia that goes along with that. Yeah, I, 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 I love this idea because I, I find um, set design fascinating and uh, in particular the kind of the studio sitcom set. Yeah. Um, I, I think you can, it's it, like the office was one that I looked at and went, well, but, no, but it's, it's just an office and it's because it's single camera, they just move around and reset. But the whole thing is the space that it is. And that's actually, the way it yeah, is. <laughs> and it actually is now that said, I mean, there are some shows that they will, um, they will still dummy up the uh mm-hmm. the, the walls and everything so just to, to you know because it is something that looks like a small space and it's meant to look claustrophobic phobic but they still need to move a damn camera around in there <laughs> yeah and I, I don't know what how they did it on the office was it just all handheld because of the documentary style that let yeah. them get away with yeah, it and that, and that was exactly it it was because they were going with that kind of verite approach um, mm-hmm. you know, you, you could, it, it, it's more forgiving of such things and, you know, where most shows would zoom in on a big reveal, they would pan out and, mm-hmm. um, you know, so it was kind of a different, um, a different methodology, you know, I mean, even f- as far as single cam shows go, it was a different process for it because they didn't, you know, where like a 30 rock would, you know, cut everything super tight. Yeah. Um, because, you know, that's the kind of the, the general comedy rhythm. Because they were playing so much with the discomfort uh, type style of comedy, um, they would actually linger more. Mm-hmm. And again, it, it tied into the overall aesthetic. Yeah, longer, longer takes and, you know, quick pans or zooms to reaction shots of other people. Yeah, and, the, and, and, let set, it, yeah. and let it sit on someone to let something land. You know, it reminds me of like... 
you know, when Norm Macdonald used to do uh, Weekend Update, you know, he would uh, he would make his uh, his crack, and then it would be, uh, you know, it's like uh, no laugh. It's like I'm just gonna repeat it again. <laughs> And and you laugh yeah. at that because it's like man that's you know it's a that's a whole other thing and um, and it is it is playing with the with the discomfort of uh, of something that you know lands in a strange way. Absolutely. And uh, and so they um, you know so so they're they're kind of a great example. Now I um, you know and we'll get into to different sets i can speak to one that i actually saw in person and that as i've mentioned before on the show is the big bang theory set mm-hmm. and um i was in the studio audience for season one episode three and so the show you know to say it was early days you know um doesn't even begin to uh uh to talk about it because we you know we hadn't seen howard's place yet and uh mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, really, it was set in um, Sheldon Leonard's apartment and Penny's apartment, and at times the workplace. So you'd see the lab, and mm-hmm. uh, and so the way they had it set up was they had the um, they they had as far as standing sets, they had a couple of of scenes that they showed that were uh, pre tapes. And mm-hmm. so, like, that was when they were in a restaurant, for example. Okay. That would end up being a pre-tape because they, uh, you know, until later they hadn't, they, they hadn't yet built the, uh, the set for the um, uh, Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and so, so if it was, you know, just a short one-off scene, then they would just uh, do a location shoot for that and uh, get it out of the way. And, uh, and they would just show that scene on videotape. Uh, for the audience to uh, to get the uh, the audience laughter, and so what what you had in front of you was um, basically you know three and a half pieces. You had uh, on the far uh, on the far right you had um, Sheldon and Leonard's apartment. Mm-hmm. And um, and so uh, so so you know that and that's basically the you know kitchen living room the whole bit and uh, and that's all there and then you have the hallway with the staircase and the elevator and I'll get to that in a minute mm-hmm. and then right across from that literally as we would see it in the show like they they could actually walk straight across just like they you know that that was all they could they could do that kind of stuff in a single take if they wanted. And, um, you know, the only stumbling block would be getting the camera through the door. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then you had Penny's apartment. And uh, then to the, to the left of that, they had the lab. And, ah, okay. um, and so in this case... And was it, was it just one spot that they had? And so that would be the one space that they changed the set on each week? It, for... would be, it, would, it was probably a floater. I think for the first yeah. little bit, they did have the lab, the lab in there with some regularity. Uh, so they might have kept it for a little while. So, But that would have been the space that they eventually converted into uh, like the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, it's Cheesecake Factory or it's the comic book store or exactly. it's, you yeah. know, whatever, whatever the extra set location is for that week yeah but yeah. they they would sometimes you know if there's only one scene in the comic book store and they're you know basically it comes down to they've got those uh those you know three and a half spots and two mm-hmm. and a half of them are already taken up because you know they're going to be there 
Um, that floater spot, uh, there might be two set, two additional sets. And so they would, you know, build one of them and, um, you know, they, they, they dress one of the sets and then the other one would end up being a pre-tape. And, sure. uh, and they might shoot it in that same spot, but they would do that on like, uh, on Tuesday, for example. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, d- d- just a different timing so that they could, uh, you know, then have, you know, and, and that would probably end up being the, okay, the scene that we have for the longest, that's what we want in front of the audience. Mm-hmm. And, um, that makes sense. Yeah. So, the, and, and that, that layout where, I mean, that was kind of an evolution of the, if you think about the, the early standard studio model, which was, you know, you come in the front door, there's stairs that go up, there's a living room, there's usually an exit out the back of the living room, and possibly a den or an office there, and then there's a kitchen door, and then there's the kitchen, and then there's an exit out the kitchen. And that was kind of the standard yeah. sitcom set. And this one moved to the apartment, and they spread it out, they put the hall in the middle. The only other one I can think of that did that was uh, Friends. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of one that did it earlier than that, where that was the, the model of the you know, two apartments and the, the hallway between them. And I'm, I'm kind of blanking. So yeah. I don't know if, if friends did it first. I, I know that one of the things with friends was you could tell who directed or not by whether or not Monica's apartment had a, a pillar in it because one of the show creators who directed loved having the pillar yeah. that, and, and to kind of frame things around yeah. and work with yeah. and everybody else that showed up made, always they put it back into storage and then they'd wait and whenever this director came back out came the pillar again because <laughs> that guy always wanted to shoot with it he yeah. thought it made it look artsier and he thought it gave the apartment depth and shape and feel and everybody else just wanted the damn thing out of the way because he wanted yeah, to shoot it around was it in the way exactly <laughs> yeah yeah the so um you know and then and and that's kind of the thing now you know sometimes they they you know the 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 fourth wall is often treated treated as inviolate, but you know that there's there, the space exists on the other side of it, and um, mm-hmm. and you know and it's all in sort of how they use that. But like when they're um, you know because sometimes they'll they'll kind of shoot mid room, but you know there was a there was another interesting thing that. Uh, that Conan pointed out and he said that, you know, when you watch a sh- he, for him, when he watches a show that is, you know, a really well done single cam show, it makes it harder to watch some of the, uh, some of the other stuff, uh, like some of the, some of the multicam stuff. And he said like, for example, you know, you get Murphy Brown mm-hmm. and, uh, they're in there and they're like, you know, supposed to be like the next 60 minutes kind of thing. Like they're, they're supposed to be a big deal. And, yep. uh, you know, she's like supposed to be like, you know, Diane Sawyer and they go for lunch and they're all sitting around this weird semicircle table. And of course, <laughs> they're sitting around the semicircle table because the audience needs to see all of them and yep. you can't have any of their backs to them. But it's yeah. ridiculous. And uh, and it's like, yeah, Diane Sawyer goes into the lunchroom with the other with the others. Right. Come on. Um, and there they are all eating their little sandwiches. Well, and everybody's on one side of the table, like it's the last supper. (laughs) Exactly. And it's, uh, you know, and it's one of those things that, um, you know, is, is kind of one of the necessary evils of, um, um, 
television. Uh, well, of of well, no, <laughs> a three camera at least. Uh, yeah, of multicam. Yeah, and uh, you know, and it's it's similar to like you know on SNL, you you know, nobody ever faces each other because they're they're facing out to look <laughs> at the cue cards. <laughs> yeah, the 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 thing I think about when you talk about that kind of forced perspective and seated around a table thing is uh, news radio. They uh, um, they used to have their meetings around that they had a little conference room table yes. outside of Dave's office, and they on the commentary tracks they joke about how the longer the show went on, the smaller that table got. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and how every season they'd show up, and it would be a little bit smaller and a little bit more forced perspective, and they'd all have to cuddle in a little closer compared to how they started. And they said by the end, they were practically sitting in each other's laps while trying to make it look like they were all around a table together. Yeah, I, and I mean, it, you know, and it's hard to get the full the full scope, you know, and it it, it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's just uh, one of the the sort of the tough things about shooting anything, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is is that wow, we have to get we got to get eight people around this thing. Oh, and, yeah, uh, and if you the that office design is one that's a set I've always loved because mm-hmm. it's it's it, in a way it's it's kind of got that hallway piece that you get from uh, from um, uh, Big Bang Theory yeah. and and uh, uh, Friends. Uh, but you start on the right with Dave's office, and you come out, and you've got the little seating area and the work area, and then there's an exit out to the back into like a copier zone and other things and then you've got the steps up to the broadcast booth yeah. which is awesome because it creates this second level in the middle of the set um but it also gives you a contained space that you can yeah. do things that are you know anytime you can it's it's the standard sitcom thing where somebody's talking in the living room they can't hear what's going on in the kitchen despite the fact that they're 12 feet away from each other <laughs> like it's it's stupid more like eight feet you're on top of each other but you know because they're talking in the kitchen you can't hear from the couch eight feet away and so this at least in the booth you know was actually an enclosed case and then you've got the bullpen area and then you've got the break room and you come out the door behind the break room and it brings you to the hallway which also disappears off to the back they did some bits there with the um, the smoking chair by the window you've got the elevator for entrance and exit points and then you actually it ends with the washroom it goes all the way to the men's room on the far left yeah yeah and and you know that hallway is where most of the stuff happened and um yeah, yeah you know it, yeah it was a hallway great bullpen set. and dave's office were certainly the main ones but the fact that you could lay it all out as like that was really it you do some cutaway stuff to some other places and locations and stuff but yeah. primarily it was an office place comedy but it took place entirely in that space and, and the, i love yeah. the way they played with the, the depth of the sets and uh the elevation like that booth was fantastic. well and that's the great thing is that you can have stuff you can have you know sight gags going on behind everything yep um that, that ties into it and um uh, yeah no it, it's a it is a, a great layout and uh and and it you know you when you talk about background pieces that was another thing with the offices you always had them being background in other people's scenes uh, yes. it, that's one thing on a multicam show because yeah everybody's there for the for the the the, the full episode right uh but with a single yeah. cam that's a bit different and um and there was a thing about yeah it's like yeah actors don't usually like that idea <laughs> <laughs> nobody and, wants to be somebody else's background yeah exactly and uh but it but it, it, it again it adds it adds to the realism of it it also gives it a bit of visual weight because hey it's a, this is all real 
and yeah. uh, and that's always a good thing. Yeah. The the neat thing about the news radio set was that Dave Foley did another series a few years back, but uh, he worked in a PR firm. Yes. Uh, and it was essentially the same set design right down to his office Yeah, in the far right. And it, I really wanted... I really wanted to hear uh, some interview or comment from him about the first time he walked onto set and went, Oh, I've been here before. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Boy, Cause it's, it's identical. It starts with the elevator on the left and it comes right through the bullpen and it leads right to It's It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I dug that. Um, dug that set a lot. The news radio set is one I like a lot. And one of the things that sparked this conversation was we, when we were talking about this during the week, um, I got into the whole thing about whether or not I could draw the floor plan for a set. And, and Paul thought this was an odd hobby. Yeah. It's, but, it's weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I can, I can draw this and, and it's interesting because that there is a, uh, there is an art business online where you can purchase floor plans to uh, people have drawn up actual floor plans for different uh, yeah. apartments and, and, and shows and stuff. Um, but the one that, because we're talking about radio stations, the one that has always driven me insane is WKRP because I cannot draw that floor plan in a way that creates a functional building based on the hallway twists and how you come out of different rooms and how the lobby connects to the bullpen. This building looks in on itself and out of itself depending on which movie or sorry, which which window you're standing at. It's, it's nuts. I can't. <laughs> it's... Every now and then, I'll rewatch the series, and at some point while rewatching it, I'll start trying to draw this thing again, and I, I'll be damned if I can come up with it. I'm going to see if I can find one of my doodles, because I can share that. I'll share that with the class. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there is a guy online who uh, he had a, a blog up where he was trying to draw the, the floor plan and couldn't, and his floor plan is way off from what he tried to draw what was on the show. And then there's guys and a whole bunch of people posting it, and everybody who posts a comment on it with a correction or an edit also includes the little part where they can't believe that this is something that they've thought this much about and have enough of an opinion on to post on a blog comment page. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a whole string of people being like, this is embarrassing, but um, you know that that window doesn't line up. With the <laughs> it's, it's funny. Uh, but yeah, that's that's an odd one, because that one just... I, I find that that takes me... That's something that takes me out of it, is if the, the layout doesn't make sense. And I don't mean it in a feng shui kind of way. <laughs> I mean it in like, there's something through that door. Where is it? Yeah. Oh, speaking of something through that door, going back to Big Bang Theory. The, uh... wait, are you still there? Yeah. Okay, good. Woo, my phone lit up all funny. I thought I lost you. Um, in the unaired pilot, when uh, Penny is played by... Um, Amanda, she's one of the VJs for Much Music. Yeah, yeah. Um, she they find her on the street and invite her in, and she ends up becoming their third roommate. And she stays in that front room, that closet that's just inside the door off to the left. You never right. know what it is, but yeah. they open it up to bring out like a lightsaber and stuff. That was a third bedroom in the original version of the script and the original set design. That was where Penny lived. There was no Penny's apartment across yeah. the way. Yeah. So, and then it just became this room that nobody went into. Nobody knew it was there, but That's apparently it was where he, where yeah, Leonard kept his lightsaber, if nothing else. Well, there, there's at least that, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I, I think of just the standard 
standard set for, you know, if you think about like growing pains, who's the boss? Um, I love Lucy family ties. Yeah. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, like the, the kitchen, the kitchen in the living room, but you, it's, what are the points of entry and exit from that set? And so you need, you know, doors at either end. So everybody yes. has to have a door off the kitchen and a door off the living room. There has to be uh, a door to take you out of the back of the kitchen in some other direction to some other way. There's got to be like some little den or basement stairs or something. And then there's the stairs going up to upstairs. And that's usually an open staircase so that you see feet coming down before the people appear. Yeah. And it's it's interesting that how standard a model that is. And, and you just well, I to mean, see it, it. It goes back to the bunker's house, right? Uh, you've got yep. you've got the door. You've got the stairs right there. Um, yep. And. Um, and, and there's the main living room. The dining room's right next to it. You know, they, mm-hmm. they had a door separate to the kitchen, really, so that they could have, like, a place that was different, you know, just to mm-hmm. kind of, again, shake it up visually. But for the most part, you know, in sort of, you know, 50% of the episodes at least, it's just that. Yeah. And well, you need, you need the kitchen so that you can have somewhere for two characters to have a private conversation to come back so that we can exactly tackle because it. the third person yeah. doesn't know what's going on. Exactly. A hundred percent. And that's why, yeah. you know, that, that alone is a reason to close it off. And, um, because that's how you get your misunderstandings, you know? And, uh, yep. and then we go back to, uh, three's company. Um, <laughs> Where again, you come in. There's the big living room. You've got a kitchen off to the side, and uh, and you've got the two bedrooms and the, and the bathroom. Uh, but yeah. you've got, you know, you've got doors to close to make sure that uh, people don't hear the whole story, and mm-hmm. um, which is always interesting because you know you mentioned this earlier about the uh, you know they uh, they they uh, um, you know can't seem to hear something that is said on the couch right next to them and yet uh, they go out to a bar and you know there's music playing and somebody says something and everything stops and they all look at them and it's like come on <laughs> <laughs> if we could just pick uh, some kind of law of physics and go with it yeah exactly it's like yeah. it's like a, a best they they could lip read that and uh yeah and i think about um uh, uh, the uh, the Cheers set, yeah, where it was kind of a variation of that in a way because you you had you know you, you enter from the one end and you've got the 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 bar and the that's kind of the general that's the living room and then you've got yeah. Sam's office yeah. and you've got the pool room that gives you two exits off the back and then you've got downstairs to the storage area but you've got the staircase that goes upstairs to the restaurant and Which how they were able to time, leverage that for a long time they never used it yeah like and it was they... it was a long while before they actually used that mm-hmm. and uh but and, it was there the whole time which, which is it amazes me right like right i think that's know, cool. my favorite hands down favorite cheers set 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 was the the two-parter where woody and kelly get married Yes. We've talked about this one before. Yeah. Because I love it because it's it's all – the whole thing takes place like a play in the kitchen. Yeah. And it's all about people coming in and going out and 
the jokes the are just rapid fire. Yeah, yeah it's it's uh, you've got the fridge or freezer door on the left. You've got the basement uh, door. You've got the staff stairs in the back. You've got the patio doors. You've got the dumb waiter, and you've got an indoor and an outdoor. So it's one room. There's seven doors, and every door and every entrance point is used at least once at some point during the. The, the the whole episode it's fantastic yeah it, I, it, I love it. it's like watching a play i love it I it love is the, and, and the you know setting. and that's that uh, you know it's it's a it's a classic bedroom farce and yes. uh and 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 the same there was an episode of fraser where they went uh they rented a cabin and so <laughs> what was really interesting about it was of course it was an entire episode that wasn't in the regular location Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and it was exactly that, like it was a wide open space with a couple of bedrooms with doors so you can have those those misunderstandings and a lot of opening and closing and entering and exiting and uh, from all from all angles that keeps it visually moving and visually exciting and and like a play, like you say, you know, Um, well, and as it becomes everybody entering and exiting and it, it becomes increasingly farcical. It, it you get almost to that point of like the laughing thing where it's people yeah. leaning out of doors to say punchlines and then yes. disappearing again. Yeah. Like you fully expect one of them to lean out and go, Hey Goldie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, or just, you know, suck it to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the, you know, and this ties into, uh, well, I mean really what it ties into is, is how sitcoms began, which is, you know, like we talked the other week about uh, the honeymooners Yes. And, um, and you know, that and like, you know, Sid Caesar's uh, your show of shows, uh, you know, the the idea of it was it was a play that they put cameras in front of. And yeah. um, but you look at that one and they had the door and they had the door to the bedroom. Yeah. And that was that was it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it, I think it, once or twice uh, his buddy would enter through the, the fire escape window, but. For the most part. Oh, fairly often, yeah, yeah. That was it. Uh, was it was the door. Yeah, and the the um. But the the thing with it is, you know that that whole concept of it became that it was a live a live a live show. That Absolutely. Happened, that happened to be filmed, and and that and so, you know, everything else kind of built on that initial concept. And, you know, would add to it in their own ways and then would pick up on things that other people had added to it. But at the end of the day, that's that's what it was. Uh, it was was a, was essentially a play uh, that, that was being performed in front of an audience and uh, and would ha- have the benefit of editing. Um, mm-hmm. Although those early shows, they were live. They did not have such benefit. No. And um and you know, and that's that's kind of the the amazing thing about it, and 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 that that tradition continues now. You know, uh, you know, seventy odd years later, um, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's quite amazing. And and you know, that is the kind of the the you know the way that a lot of this was it was was created. And I and I just love that that you know there is there is that tradition. And you know, I, I know for me, I, I tend to prefer single camera stuff, and um, and uh, yeah. you know, because because uh, I find a, a lot of the multicam stuff, you know, it's great when it's done well, and uh, and, yeah. and that that's that seems to be you know less and less, and uh, but there's a lot of really really well shot. Um, uh, uh, single cam stuff, and it's well, I think just the, hard to the, ignore. because the single cam's newer. It still feels little fresher and there's still you know more more corners to explore 
Um, uh, well, but I suppose I, it's I newer for comedy, <laughs> but you know, I mean, it's you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty standard for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a solid point. Um, one of the other ones I was thinking about um, that was kind of close to the the sprawl of uh, Friends and Big Bang is that '70s show, mm-hmm. and the way that they went, they started with the driveway, so you've got you you start outside the house yeah. on the one long set, so you got the driveway, which means you've got the garage door that they use for reveals of red all the time. You got the Pinciottis coming and going uh, over the hedge side, and then you've got the the little sun porch thing. You've got the kitchen. That's got an exit out the back and the stairs down to the basement. You've got uh, the living room with the standard staircase up, and then you've got the front door on the other end. So it's, I just, there's something about the thought that goes into the layouts and people who recognize in the planning stages that they're going to need multiple points of entrance and exit that I love so much about just set design i mean yeah. I, as part of this i started googling just sets and i was finding all these pictures of just the empty sets of shows and yes yes uh, how 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 cool they looked just to see them empty i mean you recognize them all because it's not like we have lives outside of this <laughs> but yeah. the the to, to appreciate them again for the 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 the, the i don't know the, the structure the the layout the the kind of the genius of of some of them was was really neat. I mean, there's there's the predictable, and then there's the ones that just do something where you're like, I did not think of that. Was it was it Webster that had a dumbwaiter in it, and he would ride up and down? Yeah, I think. Oh, was it? Maybe. Was it? I'm. It's been a. It's been of, a while. I'm blanking on that. Yeah. But you know, it's. I I. I enjoy that. That yeah. kind of thing. And you know, you know? that um. Uh, with Mash, they uh, they actually had two locations. They had a, a huge outdoor set that they built, which was actually mm-hmm. the one that they originally built for the uh, the, the movie. And uh, and so this was uh, there was a a fox ranch um, at Malibu Creek State Park in California, and uh, so they built this. They basically had built it for the movie. And that's where they shot the movie, and they used it at least for a while in the um, in, with the TV show, and mm-hmm. uh, and so you had sort of that authentic look to the camp, um, but they would uh, they you know for most of it they shot at the uh, at the 20th Century Studios um, on Stage Nine, and. Um, and they actually would sometimes do outdoor scenes there, and they would just have painted backdrops um, of, of the of the you know paintings of the outdoor set and sure. uh, would have people on that but it's a thing where you know and this ties into what you were talking about earlier how fans have long loved to argue about the layout of the 4077 um, <laughs> in particular the details of how so many rooms could fit into the hospital building and how the uh, interior sets <laughs> matched the ex- whether or not the ma- the interior sets matched the exterior of the building on the outdoor set. I could see that driving some people nuts. That thing's like Snoopy's house meets a TARDIS. <laughs> Absolutely, and uh, yeah. So you had some sets that didn't show up that often. There was the minefield. There was the kitchen, um, and the camp layout. I think they really only showed in the first episode. Um, and that, but yet, then you had the swamp, 
you had the OR, you had the post op uh, area, uh, the clerk's office, and uh, and uh, Blake's office, um, later Potter's office, um, and uh, you know so. But but it was neat that they actually would you know they they had these these location uh, they had sort of the on location stuff, and on occasion they would film there as well. And they would, you know, probably block block shoot a few scenes, and then uh, and then again, like I say, they would uh, generally roll those on a screen um, uh, for the studio audience. Um, although, you know, they tended to try to push away eventually from the uh, laugh track. So a lot of the um, a lot of the the OR scenes because uh, Gelbart did not want, um, you know, speaking of Sid Caesar's show, he, he was one of the writers there too. Um, uh, but Larry <laughs> Gelbart did not want um, a laugh track happening when they were in the OR. So they would tend to film those separately because there was no need for an audience for those. Right. Huh. And so that was kind of a neat. Um, a, a, you know, a neat set because there was, you know, uh, you know, the the actual space existed. Um, it's just they didn't shoot there because, again, the lighting would be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, talking about ones where you're trying to understand the scope or the scale and whether or not everything fits together correctly was um, with community trying to lay at Greendale College. Um, and that some people have actually made a map of Greendale Community College, and I don't know what it's based on or where it's drawn from. I I know some of it came from uh, the the one with the Pillow Town fight, okay. where uh, Abed and and uh, where Troy and Abed uh, have competing. It's the it's the Civil War reenactment with the Burns effect and the A and E retelling oh, yeah, of yeah, this yeah. history. Yeah. And uh, so there's some shots there that involve a campus map that shows some things. And so I think that was what they ended up basing it on. But there's there's a full campus map that somebody has made up and drawn. And I was thinking it's kind of interesting because that was a show that when I was doing this list, I thought about the fact that it's, I mean, the, the centerpiece of that show is that that meeting room. And they, they do external stuff where they walk around. It, it is, you know, it's a single camera. Um, and so they'll do the some walk-arounds on campus and stuff, but the, the home base is that one conference room table in the, uh, um, in the meeting room. And because it is a single camera shoot, they do put people on all four sides of it. Yeah. But it's a glass room that uh, has doors on two sides because you got to be able to come in and you got to be able to go out and you got to be able to do it through different sides. Yeah. There's, there's no, there's no dead ends <laughs> in set design. So I think it's it's so interesting. Absolutely. Um, I think one of the interesting ones was you look at something like Star Trek, where it's here's the bridge, and here's uh, the holodeck, and here's wherever the lounge is where people go to eat. So it's usually you know ten forward, and you got the captain's quarters, and you've got the uh, you got engineering, and you know, cargo bay, usually. Yeah. But you know there's no there's no connection between those spaces i mean you, you know that picard's um quarters or at least his, his ready room is off the bridge but other than that everything else is uh you step into the turbo lift and away you go and 
or and everything else is a generic reusable thing. It's 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 here's the hallway footage we're going to use a billion times over. Here's the Jeffries tube we're going to use a whole bunch of times. Uh, here's uh, random crew quarters that we'll reassign 18 different times. Like it's there's no connective tissue between any of those spaces, but you understand that they all exist enclosed in this one ship, but you really can't lay it out or have a sense of that. I mean, you can really go down the dork. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> uh, black hole if you, if you want to, but you know, there's nothing there to the point where there's a, there was a joke that they put on one of the, the kind of the, you are here maps of the enterprise that they put on the back wall and they had labeled the, the one washroom on the ship. Yeah. And then you, contrast that with Firefly and they wanted it to feel like it was contained, like it was uh, it had defined space and you were in a submarine and this was the limited room that you were in and they built that set so that you could walk it from, you know, tip to tail. And when they came up with the movie, I know we're talking TV here, but it was the same set. They walked that in that first four and a half minute shot they start on the bridge, and by the time they're done, they're down in the cargo hold. And they've walked um, out of the bridge, down the hallway, past all the crew quarters, through the kitchen, into the uh, medical building, out there and down the stairs, into the um, cargo hold, and onto the mule to get ready to go out the cargo doors and leave. Like, Oh, and at some point you stopped in the engine room and yelled at somebody, too. Like, You've seen the whole ship from end to end in that four-and-a-half-minute walk, yeah. and you understand that set from there on perfectly and i think that's that was something that i really loved about that series and in the in the pilot episode of the show they had a scene that showed mal kicking his his quarters toilet closed it was like a drawer that pulled out yeah and he's kicking it closed with one foot and doing up his fly (laughs) and that was kind of flipping the middle finger to star trek because you know what we got toilets (laughs) (laughs) that's funny I, i dug that layout yeah been a while oh. since I've seen that. I should uh, should do that again oh, sometime. Always worth a rewatch. Yeah. And I just I think it's interesting that you know with all of the Star Trek series, there's just this you know magical what's going on between these things. And who knows where it's happening? And uh, do you watch Discovery at all? Yeah. Did you get to the one where they were showing you what was happening inside the the lift where? it was suddenly this bizarre inner space within the ship where it was everywhere and nowhere all at once. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know if we're that far in We're we're still, oh. we're still in season one. So, okay. When you, when you get to it, you'll know it. And when you get to it, let's have a talk. Cause yeah. Talk about just blowing your understanding, appreciating and tolerance for, um, this fictionalized world right out the airlock. <laughs> I had, Holy shit. Yeah. Let me know when you get there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if we do. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming you make it that far. Um, another one I had was uh, Titus set. Yes. Which was, this, again, the standard family sitcom layout. But one of the things that they did intentionally was they put the dad's room right in the back it's the bedroom door that comes off the the living room and it's it's in the hallway that runs on the back of the house but it's the one you can see from the living room and it was intentional to make sure that even when stacy keach wasn't in a scene his presence was always felt and that was why he there the 
uh, whenever somebody's sitting in the living room and they're talking to somebody, right in the middle is dad's bedroom door. And it was the threat of he's always here and he could come through that door at any time. Any time, yeah, exactly. And it just added to the the mythology of this character within his own show and within his own home. And I thought it was really uh, clever that they did that. He didn't just come walking down the hallway. He was right there. <laughs> I thought that was that great. That is great. Yeah. I, I dug that. Uh, we missed any, any others you wanted to hit up? I think we've kind of hit the broad strokes. I, um, yeah. again, like I, I think that, um, you know the best ones, like you say, they've got that uh, that those those points of entry, and uh, and that's really what it all comes down to, is um, is to be able to have people come in from different spots. Um, mm-hmm. One, just because it keeps it visually interesting, and two, because uh, there's always opportunity for for laughs with that. And, yeah. Uh, you know, and it's funny because uh, you know any house I ever lived in. Um, you know, there was one door that you used, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> one door that you used, and you took your damn shoes off when you came through it. <laughs> right, exactly. And 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 let yeah. me tell you, the front door, uh, you know, my uh, my parents' place, the front door was not it. Um, oh, interesting. The, the uh, we had a side door, and you would mm-hmm. come in there, and there was the, and uh, there was a laundry room right there, and. Um, and you would come through that, and so it was kind, of, you know, it kind of acted as a vestibule, you know, because it had a door yeah. on it. On it, it was it was the the house airlock basically, yes. and uh, <laughs> and so nobody ever used the front door, and uh, and it was weird when you know like so we had like a, a Christmas room, uh, because it was a room that never got used except when we had people over at Christmas, and <laughs> uh, and the front door was pretty much a Christmas door, um, you know, because you we just I like. You know, I can I lived there, um, you know, from when I was about 17 until and, you know, th- through my early 20s when I'd be back f- for summers. Um, and I can count on the fingers of one hand the number of times I stepped through that front door. And, uh, and so, yeah, yeah. So it was, uh, you know, that point of, of entry. It, it, and, and quite honest, it, it, honestly, it was inconvenient to come in there anyway. Uh, because mm-hmm. you know there was uh, there was you know boot there was you know boot and shoe racks uh, in the other in the other sp- place and there was really room to have them and um, yeah. and the fact that it, you know like you know the it was an open concept house so the uh, everyone's bedrooms were right above that front door um, so you know it was easier to come in quietly. Uh, and mm. the side door. So, so yeah, we, we, we just never, you know, never used it. I, and I do remember that my, my mom did have us use the side door, especially when we were younger. And yeah. it was like you say, it was a contained controllable space for the chaos of three kids it. coming in after school every day. Cause at the and end of the day, you can close that place door to leave all your wet stuff. And yeah, yeah. You, you, and it you wasn't know, at the front door. Yeah. Cause the front door is, you know, everything's open around there. And, um, and so, yeah, I I always find that kind of funny, um, you know, and, and, um, and I think in an earlier house we had the front door was the one that we used. There was a side door there, but it was only accessible through the backyard. And, um, and, and again, I think we lived there from when I was like nine to 17 and, (laughs) uh, and I can, I, I, I could count on the, you know, the fingers of one hand, how many times they ever used that damn door. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you know it's just it's totally just strange. that's 
Yeah, no, that is that is weird, and it is it is interesting that in most sitcoms there's always that, you know, everybody enters through every entrance and exit. And well, so even, let's let's go to uh, um, Wandavision, right? Yes. Um, you know, the the there when they had the sitcom Absolutely. set in you know the, for the first couple of episodes, and you. You had the you basically the room was divided. You had the uh, the stairs, which were actually hidden um, for the most part. And uh, but you had the stairs. You you know you had the door leading into the living room, and then you had uh, a separate room. Uh, you know, a door for the kitchen, as well as a window that could be open, like a big sort mm-hmm. of uh, servery window, and mm-hmm. uh, and then a door at the back. And uh, and so you would have people coming in and out of uh, of that door and the front door, and you know like Vision leaves for work, he leaves through the kitchen, and um, comes home from work, comes in the front door, and, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 that kind of thing. And so there were you know there but they you know it was uh, it, again that classic example of uh, of of how uh, how these things get set up. You know, so you can have people coming in from the one door, so they don't cross paths with the people who are in the other room, because you want them to, to you know, have a secret bit of information, and mm-hmm. uh, and that's really what it comes down to is is you know, well, they only need to uh, to come in and, and see Wanda. They don't need to see uh, Vision and Kitty, um, and uh, you know, so that's a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah, no, totally, and. The uh, I was thinking back to um, that '70s show and and forgot about the the basement set. Yeah, which was same thing. You can come in the stairs. They gave the basement its own entrance. Yes, so that you could enter the basement of the foreman house without even coming through the main floor, and then tuck that space away in the back so that you didn't have to leave to leave. So you are now not part of the conversation, but it's because you're in that weird back corner room that eventually became Hyde's bedroom. Right. Yes. Right. And it's, I just, ah, I I love it. The, uh, I pulled one that I I remembered, uh, from a, uh, single camera, but from a a dramatic series, um, the NCIS New Orleans office where they intentionally put the, the, this office into uh, an intentionally older building to make it look like it was part of New Orleans, and that okay. the it's it's a uh, it's their you know modern crime busting group, but they're set in an old building. It's not everything else that you see. It's usually new and it's steel and glass and everything. And this is old stone. Like it looks like it's a protected building. Right. Right. <laughs> And I just thought it was an interesting choice to, um, it's a different way to go for a show like that. But when you're into your second or third spinoff or whatever the hell it is to do something to make it different and stand out, Absolutely. you know, you got to pick the city that, you know, city that nobody's picking, but actually has its own personality and then make the, the office building that they're in not look like the office buildings of the other show. So it's, I thought that was an interesting choice. Yeah, it and it, it is interesting because I mean I remember when um, you know before that when CSI was doing uh, all all its spinoffs, mm-hmm. and um, a, a, and it was kind of comical at first because of course um, they would do the backdoor pilot on one of the other shows, and uh, and so you would have um, and they did they they told the story in lens filters. 
Um, so you would have <laughs> you would have uh, Las Vegas. It was always dark, always dark. Um, you know, the room was was lit in such a way. It's like you know, if you turned the lights on from time to time, you'd probably serve the solve these cases a lot quicker. <laughs> Because it's like, why is it so dark in the lab? That makes no sense. And, um, you know, it was the dramatic lighting, right? And then you've got uh, CSI Miami where everything had an orange filter. And uh, and so they would have this orange filter. And then on uh, when New York started, it was with a blue filter. Hmm. And I remember when they did the backdoor pilot of... um, of, uh, of of CSI New York and uh, and so Gary Sinise comes out to visit uh, David Caruso and um, and it's and and it got it was comical because you got to one point where it's like all right the camera's on Caruso for his scene orange filter now it's on Sinise for for his dialogue blue filter orange filter blue filter orange filter blue filter and uh, and so. Funny. So I, I admire that NCIS is at least going with set dressing as a differentiation point. And, uh, and, and to be fair, they, they really did a good job of that with L.A. And, uh, and, and, you know, there is enough of a separation of the shows, even though it's kind of treading the same ground. And, and they've done a similar thing with, um, uh, with, with, with New Orleans, like you say, where they've, they've made it feel of the place. Yeah, and uh, and but I always remember that thing. I because re- I remember I was uh, I I uh, watched that episode, that first episode, like that backdoor pilot episode, when I was in Montreal on business, and I'm sitting in the uh, in in the hotel room watching it. And it's like they're just changing the filters. They, <laughs> there it is, orange filter, and it was like a back and forth dialogue scene between them and they're switching them back and forth. And it's like, come on, really? <laughs> Are we that committed to it? <laughs> that is crazy. That's hilarious. Cause I, you know, you think about law and order and how nondescript and interchangeable all of the, the offices and the bullpens are, but it's yeah. by design. It's, yeah. it's always been about the, it's always been about the stories to the point where, you know, for the longest time, the characters were even somewhat background and interchangeable. A hundred percent. And and, yeah. and that's what I was talking about earlier. Actually, that was uh, that came to mind earlier when we were talking about Quantum Leap is the uh, the idea that uh, the the inter show, continu- the inter episode uh, continuity is not important. You know, when, right. what you know, the idea was, you know, we're selling this into syndication People are going to watch maybe you know every three episodes, so it doesn't matter, and mm-hmm. um, and they're going to watch them out of order. And and if you'll recall, uh, the the plan for um, Law and Order originally was to syndicate it in half hour blocks. Really? Yeah, they was so you would see you know in one episode you see the cop part first, and then you'd see the exactly. walk part. That's why oh. it always divides exactly halfway through the episode, uh, because huh. originally the plan was to sell it in syndication in that way, and and basically when they did sell it, the the people who bought it were like, no, we're gonna just air them as one hours. <laughs> 
That is funny. And that, and, and that happens a lot, you know, and it, yeah. it's, you know, it, it, I was talking to a friend last night and we were talking about, uh, um, you know, shows that have done that. Um, SCTV. What we know of SCTV here is, uh, is half hour episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, in the U.S., they were aired as 90-minute episodes. Huh. And so that's why you would actually get some things continuing from one episode to the next. Was, was not because they were making an attempt at some, some uh, serialized content, but because they were 90-minute episodes that had been chopped up. Because hmm. when they were selling it to the U.S. market, they they were buying it as a as a as a ninety minute thing, and uh, and that's why you know in, in some parts of the block it gets a little thinner because you know again they were trying to fill the ninety minutes, and uh, as opposed to doing a great half hour. Hmm. I had not realized that. It's it's interesting you raised the the quantum leap point again because we know we talked about them a while back with our uh, our. Uh, dynamic duos and we talked about how it was really, it was a two person cast. I mean, you had a little bit with the occasional, but you didn't even get to hear Ziggy that often, really Yeah, only in a couple episodes. And then beyond that, I guess it was, uh, um, what's his name? Oh, Rip Torn's character. Rip. No, not Rip Torn. Rip, uh, Van Winkle. Yeah. Who, Who the hell is the guy that ran things back in control? Gushy. Gushi, thank yeah. you. Could, could get past sushi. <laughs> um, but so not only does the show revolve around two characters and just a whole string of guests, but it didn't even have a set. It you yeah. had the waiting room a handful of times, and that was it. Absolutely. So every week, it's entirely it's entirely new set and basically new guest cast yeah you're right they don't even have like you know here's magnum's house and yeah uh, yeah right like you know you get the the private eye thing where you you know you get people coming in for the week you usually have a couple buddies but it's mainly but the private eye and the rest of it is guest cast and but you still have you know the bar where you hire the pi or you know the in and in that case, you know, Robin Masters estate where yes. he lives in the, the, the guest house. Like there's, it's, uh, it's interesting when people make those decisions that could be seen to limit the yeah. show, but instead, you know, give it its strength or its uniqueness. Absolutely. Oh, you know, uh, one, one thing I meant to mention earlier, and I said I would get to the, uh, the hallway on Big Bang Theory later, and oh, yeah. here we are, much later. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, but basically, when they would do the scenes where they were going up and down the stairs, it was just the one level, and uh, and so on occasion they would change the dressing on the. They would basically film the first part of it, you know. Mm-hmm. They would so they would walk up to the top of the stairs and come down, and uh, and the, or you know walk up. And then walk down the other side, kind of yeah. thing, and um, and so you'd see them go up the one the one side, and then go up the other as they were as they're doing their thing, and then they change something on the uh, on the elevator. One of the floors always had a bike in the hallway, and That's right. another one so, the the caution tape. One of the tape had come down, so it wasn't an X; it was well, a well, that, upside that, down Y. Because <laughs> it, 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 the the elevator didn't work until the very last yeah. episode, and, so you had to uh, denote that it was a different floor, despite the fact that it was the same floor. <laughs> exactly. 
exactly. And so they would, you know, just, uh, you know, and, it, and it's, again, it's one of those things that is, you know, it's artfully done because they would, uh, you know, basically they'd go down there, they'd come up, start saying the, the piece of dialogue, and then they'd go up the next part, and then they would come up finishing that bit of dialogue, and, uh, and you know, this was the, uh, the way that they did it. But they would, they would you know, while they were walking back down the stairs to start anew, they would uh, change the set dressing to make it look like a different uh, section of, uh, you know, like it was a different floor. Yeah, and there's some great interviews with the cast talking about doing that because there wasn't a lot of space back there. And so when the six of them were doing it, they'd really have to pile in against each other. And somebody always used to take their gum and put it behind there. And so you'd come around the corner and then everybody would sardine in behind you while you're trying to keep your face off of previously chewed gum stuck to the wall in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. I love that, uh, that backstage stuff. Absolutely. All right. I got some trivia for you. Ooh, I like the trivia. All right. It's easy trivia. Oh, I like easy trivia, too. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. All right. So, um, all right. Uh, who, start, who starred in the show Heart of the City before uh, joining the cast of Married with Children? Heart of the City. feel like I know that, but I'm blanking. I'm going to go with Ed O'Neill, just for fun. He would actually deal with the heart of the city a little while after, um, uh, you know, after um, Married with Children, when he was on uh, briefly playing Joe Friday on the uh, attempted remake of Dragnet. But no, in fact, right. in this case, it was uh, Christina Applegate. Oh. And uh, Heart of the City was uh, was a show, you know. Was Wasn't it like a play on words where like her character's last name was Heart or something like that? No, you're thinking of Heart of Dixie uh. with um, uh, Rachel Bilson. Um, although that doesn't mean that this wouldn't have happened, but it wasn't Heart, H-A-R-T. It was... Um, here we go. It was a uh, an American crime drama television series. Um, and in fact was uh, up against uh, the Golden Girls and and Amen or uh, Amen or Amen I don't know hmm. um, uh, and also lost to uh, to uh, Stacy Keach in my camera um, <laughs> but yeah it was it focused on the duties of a police detective in a Los Angeles styled city who uh, has, also has to take care of his two teenage children after his wife's murder. And, um, you know, and how his colleagues on the force chastised him for making them look bad when he solved most of their cases. <laughs> so, so there we go. Um, also starred, like, literally no names that I recognize. Uh, Robert uh, Desiderio was the main guy. Um, <clears throat> and Jonathan Ward who's perhaps best known for Mac and me. Um, <laughs> so probably gets a residual every time Paul Rudd shows a, a clip from his next movie on, uh, on Conan, uh, because that's the movie he shows. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so that's that one. Okay. On Newhart, where was the New England Inn? 
what state? New England? <laughs> uh, I believe it's a Vermont inn, that is it is not? That is correct. Whew. I was going to say, you said these were easy, so I better start getting one here somewhere. <laughs> Um, the first one I did leave out a key piece of information was that she played Kelly Bundy. Um, you know, I figured that would be a little too obvious. Um, well, yeah, I might've got that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I would hope, uh, you wouldn't have said Ed O'Neill. That's for damn sure. Um, all right. Uh, who was a regular on both dynasty and TJ hooker at the same time? Uh, boy. She was on Dynasty? That go that isn't that Heather Locklear? That is correct. I didn't know she was on Dynasty. Oh yeah, she was she oh. played Sammy. Sammy oh. Joe. Um, who on the new the new dynasty is played by a guy. Um, ah. all right. What Cheers star was nominated for six Emmys but never won? Oh. Um Can't be Ted Danson, can it? Are you asking me? Are you? <laughs> I was, I was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I. Did Danson win? I. I'm gonna go Danson. In fact, it was George Went. Oh really? Fucking travesty! Wow, nominated six times. Yeah. Yeah. No wins. Ridiculous. Hmm. Ridiculous. All right. Uh, finally, that is heartbreaking. Finally, what um, city was the setting for Three's Company? Uh, I want to say San Diego. Where was it? San Francisco. San Diego. It was definitely the... Southern California, but it was, in fact, Santa Monica. Uh, it was because of the zoo. That made me think of San yes, Diego. Yes, yes, right. With the trolley going through and everything. Yeah, yeah. No, I can see, uh, I can see that. But uh, for some reason, Santa Monica. Now, I mean, not that there's. I mean, you know. So they were. So Santa Monica is at least kind of a, um, you know, a, a, an offshoot of Los Angeles, whereas uh, San Diego is a bit further south. You're, you know, you're, you're driving another hour. Um, <clears throat> As I found out the hard way once. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so there we go. Little uh, little trivia. Hey, how about Pop well, of the Week? That's delightful. What you got, sir? Pop of the Week. Um, I'm a little late to this party, but uh, finally hopped on board. Uh, speaking of uh, the Big Bang Theory and Kaylee Cuoco, uh, yes. I'm going... Uh, no, no, I'm not going that one. I'm going Harley Quinn. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, have you done this yet? Definitely don't do it with the girls around. No, no. <laughs> uh, it's a uh, very adult-themed uh, and violent um, and cussing yes. <laughs> uh, superhero cartoon starring Ms. Harley Quinn. Um, but they've got, uh, oh, what's his name doing the voice of Batman from... Uh, Drew Carey, uh, Diedrich Bader, who also yeah, who, who also did, did the voice of Batman on the Brave and the Bold. Brave and the Bold, yeah. yeah. And so it's the, it's the same voice, and so that just adds to the holy crap. This feels like is this continuity? Yeah. <laughs> and 
Uh, Alan Tudyk is doing uh, uh, the Joker. Um, Commissioner Gordon is this miserable alcoholic <laughs> shell of a man. Um, it centers on uh, Lake Bell does uh, the voice of Poison Ivy. And it's all about um, Harley leaving the Joker and becoming her own person. And uh, in the middle of being uh, stupid and rude, it has this in- these really unexpected themes of uh, identity and self and what it means to be in a bad relationship and what it means to try to get out of and get over a bad relationship. It, it's the weirdest mix of uh, stupid and smart. And it's, uh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, they've got an, an unexpected, uh, collection of extra people. I mean, Ron Funch is his voice in Killer Shark. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> uh, they've got Clayface. Uh, they've got uh, Psycho, who uh, gets kicked out of the league because he uh, he calls Wonder Woman uh, the, the C-word <laughs> on live television in the middle of a fight <laughs> and then basically gets canceled <laughs> as a result. Um. Uh oh. Uh, JB Smoove yeah. does uh, the voice of Frank the the plant, <laughs> who's a Ivy sidekick, but he's a giant, you know, Venus flytrap, standard poison ivy death plant. Yeah. But has a lot to say about a lot of things. Um, and then unexpectedly, the second season has begun basically doing no man's land, where the results of the first season lead to. The, the city being declared no longer part of the U.S. and remaining supervillains are trying to divide it up. And um, it's... I, I love that they've pulled from No Man's Land. I'm only one episode into the second season, and I think they've aired, like, ten so far. But I've got that timer still running in the background, and I was lucky I found it in rerun every night at, like, 12.30 in the morning, and so I got it from the beginning again. And uh, if you've got Adult Swim, set a late-night timer... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's 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 funny. It's entertaining. It's inappropriate. It's delightful. It's, it's everything I need right now to kind yeah. of counter all the '80s nostalgia sitcoms I'm doing. Right? It's great. It's Sarah's never pleased when she walks in and it's on. Uh, <laughs> and I'm uh, oh, I'm loving it. Um, really good. Two big thumbs up. If you're looking for a, a good laugh and you know a little bit about a little bit about comics think you'll you'll dig the shit out of this that is awesome and i am pleased because i actually <clears throat> i'm certain that i have my mic on as i do my fucking work <laughs> i hope so because if you got to re-record this whole episode oh my god Ugh. yeah it's gonna be rough yeah yeah it's uh, you know it's the it, it's it's the trying to figure out what i said extemporaneously <laughs> It often ends up being the uh, the, the real struggle. Um, yeah, yeah. So I um I I, I showed the kid uh, the trailer for um, Godzilla versus Kong the other day. Oh yeah. And uh, so of course we're very excited about that. Um, but it it you know it has sent us uh, down a little bit of a uh, um, you know a. Uh, obviously a Kong and Godzilla um, 
uh, rabbit hole because I mean, you can't watch it without no without watching the the previous stuff. You won't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, so uh, so we've uh, we've watched uh, some of the uh, you know we watched a bit of the uh, the Peter Jackson uh, Kong, and it's it's an overly long movie. And we know how much I hate those things. Um, <laughs> so um, you are you are bitter about the lack of editing. Oh my god! Yeah, you know it's like yes, we get it. He can beat the dinosaur. Come on. <laughs> um, oh no! But we're gonna. Oh oh again. Good good good. We didn't see this already. Um, and um, no no no. Wait, he's beat him again. Okay, great, awesome. Okay. Oh no! There's the dinosaur again. And uh, and so we, we watched Skull Island instead, which was much more entertaining. Um, um, you know, maybe perhaps not as artful, but that's okay. And so next is uh, sort of digging into the Godzilla side of things. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just trying to figure out the definitive uh, Godzilla movie to show her. And I'm not sure what that is yet, to be quite honest with you. Um, because That is tricky. Yeah, yeah. So... Wanted to see a Godzilla, a Godzilla movie, but maybe I'll just look for the old cartoon and uh, show her Godzuki. Um, <laughs> you know, up from the uh, up from the depths, thirty stories high, breathing fire. Yeah, Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can Godzuki. see her go for that one more. Yeah, um, you know, this is the thing I realize is that you know, uh, you know, this is why they made Scrappy Doo and Godzuki and. Baby Plaz and uh, and all those things in the cartoons that we used to love, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah. So right now for me, it is all about watching some uh, some Kong and some uh, and some Godzilla. And again, if anyone's got some suggestions, do let me know. Um, but uh, but we want to get some of that stuff watched before uh, before it comes time to watch them co op against each other. And uh, and and I just don't think that she's gonna have the um, the patience for the really old ones, and uh, <laughs> which is a shame because that for, that original Godzilla is fantastic. Yeah, I don't even know that I've ever seen it myself. It's it's great, and it's when uh, Raymond Burr suddenly shows up that you're like, wait, what? <laughs> you know that, that's that, awesome. I, I I didn't expect that, <laughs> and uh, yeah, gotta love that. No one expects the Raymond Burr. Exactly. Our chief weapon is fear, fear and surprise, and Perry Mason. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's funny because I should have known it because it's actually um, Pinky in the Brain used to use uh, this image, this thing of, uh, of Ra- a Raymond Burr-like character where all of a sudden he would show up and, yes, yes, I see. And uh, and it wouldn't make any sense, but that was because his st- because it was a Japanese movie, and it brought, got brought over to the U.S. You know, back in the fifties, and uh, and it was you know it was like well we need to put uh, you know a a current American uh, star in this, so they cut in scenes with with Ray- Raymond Burr, and they were not well done. <laughs> You know, it was basically like, oh, yeah, so we'll have the action scenes from that movie, but now we're going to add in a whole other plot that includes our guy. And so they would have these out-of-context scenes in the Pinky and the Brain cartoons that were based on that. <laughs> so all, always neat stuff. And, uh, and yeah, like I say, it just came from us, uh, you know, flipping through the trailers app on the Apple TV the other day. And, uh, and she's like, what's, what's, what's Kong? 
And it's like, oh, kid. <laughs> you are in for a treat. It is one big-ass monkey. That's cool. Uh, hey, uh, yeah. speaking of trailers, yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on the, the Snyder cut for the Justice League? Just to totally derail our sign-off here. <laughs> Are you uh, are you checking it out? Are you interested one way or the other? I, I could not be less interested. Okay. And and is that just because you didn't enjoy the first and you don't like that universe in general, or you don't like the idea of somebody getting another swing at the I, I, at the, uh, the I product? Or? I, I certainly don't care about that. Um, I, you know, I, I, I have no particular attachment to, to, his, to the universe he was building. Um, I thought... Um, you know, Batman versus Batman v Superman was a slog, and um, you know. I read an interesting article the other day talking about how a rewatch of that now is a real um, it it views differently, and um, you know, choosing to make Luther. Uh, you know, this Elon Musk-Trump hybrid. And um, they were just, they were lining up different events. And, 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 you know, they were taking the Batman and Superman models as extreme left and right um, sides of American life right now. Uh, oh, they were good, because that, that's what I need to see more of. <laughs> the, the violence at the, at the, uh, um, the Capitol mirroring the the bombing of the on the floor with the holly hunters character like it's it was an interesting article to read to see the way it it tried to kind of find connective tissue in everything that's happened since the movie came out that actually makes the movie more interesting to watch now because i i haven't gone back to it either um I'll see if I can find the article. I'm I'm honestly not. I, I'd love to read it. I'm 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 honestly not a fan of his of his filmmaking in general. Um, yeah. You know the ponderous slow motion. It, it is everything I hate about action movies, where it's like you know, oh, but here's the fight scene, and it's going to be um, a, you know, a camera in a duffel bag. Um, uh, for much of it, so you can't follow what's going on. Oh, except when we do that part that's in excruciating slow motion. <laughs> and but you'll really notice it because it's all going to be on a green screen anyway, so it's going to pop like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> uh, and and, uh, and and so you know, I I didn't dig Man of Steel, did not dig Batman v Superman. What I you know, Justice League. I was honestly, uh, it, it just it it didn't it didn't grab me. And mm -hmm. um, and so so the idea of and now it's going to be four hours because you know how much I love four hour movies <laughs> like honestly get a fucking editor <laughs> honestly no movie needs to be four hours ever yeah well and I've read some reviews where it it seems to be. People are talking about how this like completely redefines the movie and it's a game changer and it's amazing. And other people are saying like this was completely unnecessary and only serves to satisfy a really small group of people who demanded it into existence. And I'm, I'm 
I'm confused. I'm intrigued. I mean, I'll watch it eventually. There's, I I know me well enough to know that eventually I'm watching this movie, but I don't know what to think of it yet, and I wasn't sure if uh, I if you I, had an opinion. I may uh, I I may I you know I could uh, live into my nineties and never um, find <laughs> the time for it because there is too much stuff for me to watch without watching a ponderous four hour movie <laughs> I just land the fucking plane uh, honestly like it, 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 this is just you know it, it, it's uh, I, I, I do not need to see Zack Snyder masturbate um, uh, that's that's plain and simple and uh, it, it's it, it it just feels completely self-indulgent and honestly like I say Seems like a nice guy. Honestly, he does, and um, and and he has an enthusiasm about it. I do not share his vision. I, I you know, I'm not into dark Superman. Um, so, so all already, I'm 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 kind of out of the loop on it anyway. Um, uh, you know, I'm 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 not his audience, and uh, and and I find his filmmaking ponderous because this. <laughs> ridiculous um um obsession with uh with with slow motion and 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 again it's the uh the darkness of it all i i, I don't need it yeah. and uh and so uh yeah no i i you know it is it is available to me free um well as part of my subscription but you know that four hours i will spend uh that's like that's like eight um Cougar Town episodes. <laughs> More because you don't have commercials, so you get like three right. in an hour. <laughs> right. So uh, I, I think, uh, I, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 like twelve um, Cougar Town episodes. So I will uh, I will find my time used better that way. <laughs> um, yeah, my, uh, and I think I, I actually said this on, on on my other show the other night is that my Zack Snyder cut is just completely cutting out Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> but tell me all about it when uh, when you watch it and how life yeah, changing no, it is. No, it's I, I'll I'll be checking it out. I I freely admit that it'll happen. If you're if you're going to put something with capes on the screen, I am eventually going to show up and watch it. I owe it to my my former childhood self who uh, you know, Wished for the day when there was more to watch than just the 1960s Batman series and uh, Superman movie. Yeah. So I, I there there is, <laughs> there is, you know, you can find plenty of that stuff. And yeah, no, enjoy, yep. enjoy. Yeah, no, <laughs> and in other news, uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon drops. Yeah, that I'm looking forward to. This Friday, so that'll be exciting. Because they edit them to like you know. <laughs> here's a one-hour episode. Oh, oh, you mean we got everything uh, we needed to to do wrapped up? Did we? Oh, yeah, because that's you know cons- being being uh, having some uh, some ability to be concise and and land the damn plane is is a good thing right yes yes it is (laughs) 
I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is. Uh, it's one of my favorite aspects of uh, of that universe, and uh, it is the the one I've been. Uh, uh, you know, ever since they announced it, I've been like, I cannot wait to see this. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm I'm in I'm relatively indifferent to um, to Loki, but I'll I'll enjoy it. Oh yeah, um, but It'll you know, still. Lo- just generally speaking, that's because Loki for me is kind of like, yeah, um, yeah. you know. Oh, good, more Thor related stuff. <laughs> um, you know, because until they actually found a way to make Thor funny, um, I, I, I I couldn't stand it. Uh, but um, you know, I, I I look I look forward to uh, to to you know I'll I'll, I'll that I'll watch, but. You know, I, 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 I it, it, you know, does it uh, come close to um, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier? Like, very little of it does come close to that for me. Um, you know, it's like, uh, you know, everyone's like, oh, Black Widow, Black Widow. It's, I really, I mean, no, you know, everyone's like, oh, if they do the, the premium thing, you're going to, you're going to pay the $35? No. <laughs> no, I will not. I'll wait until oh. it's. I'll wait until it's free, and even then, uh, it's low on the list for me. Um, because I do want to see it because I want to see. I want to see her story done well. Yeah, maybe you will. I, I, yeah. I so I'm hoping. I just I don't think the character got the greatest uh, treatment in the world. I, 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 and honestly, for, for me, I'm not crazy about the character. So um, uh. and um, and. You know this kind of this kind of movie. ScarJo's done a lot of them, and uh, <laughs> um, and so uh, you know I can kind of save myself that money. Uh, but the um, yeah, Falcon Winter Soldier looks fantastic. Absolutely. So so that'll be good. And it looks like they're bringing in uh, Sharon Carter to take yes, over the Black are. Widow she's role. In, she's in yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, she's in there. So it looks like we get Agent Thirteen now, and yeah. she's going to be. Um, it looks like a lot of the same uh, kicking and flipping moves. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, she learned uh, she learned them all well in revenge. So, <laughs> so that'll that'll be that'll be just fine. Excellent. Yeah. All no, right. I appreciate that uh, detour. Apologies, everybody. You thought you were getting out of here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, comments as always uh, can be sent to. Uh, Papagrap at gmail.com. You can send us your thoughts on which uh, Godzilla movie I should show my kid. And don't say the Matthew Broderick one because no. Um, no, just no. Um, and uh, we are also, you can also uh, tell us about that on, on the Facebooks. What do you think of the Snyder Cut? Will you be watching? And that can be found at facebook.com slash Papagrap. That's P-O-P-N-C-R-A-P. Hey, you can also tweet that stuff to us at the same place. Uh, the, uh, on the Twitters, uh, we are P-O-P-N-C-R-A-P, Crap. In addition to all those things, you can head over to our website, poppincrap.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. Scott? You can come in the front door, you can sneak out the kitchen, and you can come back on in the bedroom window but whatever you do don't take your shoes off because then you limit your exit until next time it's all just popping crap <laughs>